Hey there, anime addicts. Those of you that know me know that one of my fondest memories of living in Japan was going to convenience stores and checking out all the cool anime-themed snacks and candies that they have in Japan. Well, you can experience this same thing by going to JList.com and getting one of their snack boxes. You can go to JList.com forward slash box, and for a very affordable price, you can get a box of Japanese snacks and candies sent right to your house. You don't even have to go to Japan to experience all the magic of anime-flavored gummies and candies and melon bread and all the other awesome things that you can get from Japan. And this coming holiday Christmas season, they will have a Christmas snack box also available on jlist.com forward slash box. So go check it out and you too can experience the amazing foods from Japan. That's really distracting me. I'm dancing. (laughs) Are you doing? He's dancing. I'm practicing my strip club moves. He's so obsessed with twerking now. So obsessed. We taught him how to twerk against a wall, and now he just won't stop. I did a handstand twerk at, at Chiaki's party. It was impressive. It was incredibly impressive, but now he just won't stop. Huh? These butt, <laughs> th- these butt cheeks just want to go. What can I say? Clearly. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome to the 345th excuse me, episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by the two sexiest co-hosts anybody has ever had. Oh, yeah. Kimiko and oh, Kazuo. What is up, my friends? What's up, everybody? It's so good to be back. Ah, yes. And we are back with a mission. What is the mission? To make your anime addiction worse. Way to step up. That's right. <laughs> step up I wanted plate. to give that to you. You could have jumped in. So, yeah, we are here on uh, Animax Nama's podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Those of you watching live in the chat and everywhere around the world, thank you so much for tuning in. You are beautiful. I just know it. And um, we have a great... We have a great episode for you today. But first, if you want to check out our website, you can do it at www.aaapodcast.com. We have a, a lot of great services on there. You can get our hentai episodes. We had a crazy hentai episode the other night. Is it the one with all of us plus Roku? Yeah, and yeah. the audio engineer guy sitting the there <laughs> drinking, drinking vodka or whatever he was having. And we also have our Hobby Addicts episode, so you can check that out. We just recorded one where we talked about what people are looking forward to the most with our Japan trip coming up, so that should be really interesting. You can, you can get the after parties and all that other stuff, so check it out on there. You can support the podcast and get something like five extra hours of our podcasting per, per month. It's pretty well, awesome. not to mention, if you go and sign up now, then you're getting access to all of the podcasts that we've previously recorded. So, I mean... You go in, drop a couple bucks, and you get an ungodly amount of podcast episodes. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
So we are using a new audio interface still, so bear with us. I think it probably sounds better. I think I got the YouTube fixed. Um, everybody should be able to hear us speaking, at least on YouTube, so that's good. Um, and hopefully hopefully we'll be able to keep this crazy thing going until until the end of the episode. So I guess we'll just have to find out. God help us. Nope. <laughs> So there's a crazy video that I saw on online about the first adult dating sim virtual reality game that launched with an English website. They're going to be marketing it on PlayStation VR and also on Oculus Rift. The game is called VR Kanojo, and it's, it coins itself as the world's first dedicated adult games for virtual reality. The story is, I was asked to live in the neighborhood to help her study, spend time with her proudly. We visited the house, rapidly approaching a close relationship with her. Of course, I'm waiting to progress to the indecent part. And on my computer right now, I'm going to bring this up so you guys can look at it. There it is. is oh, there it is. So there's this crazy VR game. And, and honestly, and I, and I want your guys' opinion. Be honest. Okay. I'm in. I, I think that we are nearing the end of humanity. So if you can imagine this game in virtual reality, we are in Gen 1 of all of this crap. And I'm going to post a link to the chat so people watching live can see this. But we are in Gen 1 of virtual reality, and already, we're getting, already we're getting crap like this. So, so it looks like you're in the room of a young girl. And alone. She's just walking around looking at stuff and talking to you and But like the graphics are quite good. Yeah. And surprisingly. Oh. It, I mean, it, 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 if we can make sandbox games like like Grand Theft Auto where you can go anywhere and do anything you want in the entire city, what are we going to be what are we going to do when these VR games aren't contained to like some fake bedroom of a girl? I think I and think it's only go, a matter of time. You can go anywhere with her, go on a date. Yeah. And and and, and, and what are you going to do when that person gets like an omnidirectional um, um, treadmill? Treadmill, yeah. And you're straight up like walking around with her on dates or and shit. Or what happens when it plugs into your like brain so you don't actually have to physically move but just think about moving. Like you know how they have now they have these um like robotic arms that they hook receptors up to your to your head. And you can control it by thinking about, okay, I'm going to pick up this cup and the robotic arm does it. So what happens when you implement those two technologies into each other plus the virtual world? I mean, well, it's like that. Um, it's like that virtual paralysis thing, you know, where they put you in. A, it's almost like a like a semi coma and. Mm everything that's going on is kind of a fabrication and you believe it's happening. Like I think I saw it in a movie or something huh. like um, you go into almost like an internet world. Okay. Basically. And you're walking around, you're moving around your quote unquote avatar, but you're experiencing everything that's going on and your body is almost in like a, like a virtual yeah. coma. I mean, we've seen several anime. Yeah. Like, like that, I feel so. like this could be the beginning of something that could lead to what you're talking about could lead to something like that. Well, I think J Japan already has like a ridiculously low birth rate. And yeah. when they get to the point where you know th they don't want to have to have relationships, they're too busy with work, they don't have time, and they just want to work and go home or whatever. Well, you're taking it to the next level cuz now you're getting the best of both worlds, you know, quote unquote. 
Right. So why would people ever need to, you know, that's yeah. their that's their attitude. Their attitude would be, well, why would I have? Why would I go get a real girlfriend when I can have a VR girlfriend that will like remember details about me? I can go anywhere I want with her in like a virtually simulated Tokyo. I mean, yeah. What else? Like, no. I mean, I think that's inevitable. I mean, obviously, we're still several decades away from that, but we're on that path, and I think it'll eventually, you know, be a thing. It's going to be real interesting though, because you're going to have to start convincing people to reproduce because they're just not going to want to. We're going to too be, much effort. We're going to be in like some surrogate movie where the people aren't having sex. So in order to save the human race, we're going to be growing babies in like tubes and crap. And it's all because of some girl in a virtual reality video game with a, with a skirt and like little, little thighs and stuff <laughs> prancing around. <laughs> I was trying to not to be really like, you know, perverse right there. But I mean, and, and, and what are you going to do when you can, like, customize the appearance of your VR girlfriend? That's well, the next step. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much, you can do that right now. I mean, that's not unheard of to, like, change the appearance of the avatar. What are you going to do when there's some girl at, like, your work that you have a crush on, and that's- you can literally get a picture of her off Facebook and create her face in the virtual world and basically date her? That's a little creepy. Oh, that's way too creepy. This but shit is coming. It, it may not be in my lifetime where where it's that you know immersive, but well, to be fair, you've only got a couple of years left. I mean, and I am ninety six. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm already fifteen years past the uh, the date of the average human life expectancy. So I don't currently own any real VR equipment other than this headset for my cell phone, which is you know just a fun little gimmicky thing, no big deal. Um, but from what I've been seeing online about PlayStation VR and um, I've really gotten into watching videos of people showing PlayStation VR to like their grandmothers and their mothers. And there was one video I saw where a guy showed it to his dad and his dad's like older and he showed him this, I don't know if it was PlayStation VR, but it was some VR device. And he showed him this whole like moon trip, like experience where you go into orbit and then you go to the moon and you're walking around and his dad started crying because like growing up, he always wanted to be an astronaut. And it was so insane and realistic. And then you put VR Kanojo on for Grandpa and and pap pap popped a boner. (laughs) Ew. Jesus Christ. He didn't even know it worked. He didn't know it was there. Hasn't seen it in 20 years, but boom, there it was. There you go. Fantastic. Problem solved. Yeah. Saving old people from celibacy or whatever. Uh, Yeah. I think it's it's a fascinating technology, and I intend on getting into it, um, you know, when money permits. But yeah, it's it's the future, man. The I have a friend. Here. I have a friend who bought PlayStation VR, and I think he'll probably bring it over to my place sometime. So I'll get to try. You it You have to try. Finally, it. I'll try it. Oh my god, it might melt your frozen heart. <laughs> we'll it's we'll find out. We'll find out. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about Makoto Shinkai's film Kimi no Nawa, or AKA Your Name. It's been getting a lot of really great critical appraise uh, online, and it's made a ton of money in the Japanese box office, like classic days of Ghibli type money, which is really shocking. So we've all seen it and we're going to be giving a, a spoiler free take on the movie. I want to be, you know, in one of the first anime podcasts to sort of get their word out about this movie. So look forward to that. And of course we're going to be doing a, are some impressions. So we're going to be diving into the fall 2016 season, covering some of these anime. We're going to be doing 
some talk on Haikyuu season three. Oh yeah. Which is Kimiko's reason for living. I'm I'm decked she's, out in a Haikyuu shirt right yeah, now, guys. I'm getting wearing, a Haikyuu tattoo on the 24th. When you walked in today, <laughs> I saw your Haikyuu shirt. Then I saw you pull out your cell phone with the Haikyuu like thing it's, on it's it. It's the exact same uniform too. I'm I am like, obsessed. Oh I'm okay with it. I wonder if it's passing. I live in my shame. Huh? You could literally blow <laughs> you could blow away everybody and, and not pass it. and fail Haikyuu. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Tiger Mask W. I'm gonna be doing an impression on Tiger Mask W, Blood of Vores also, and then Kimi- Also known as Ball Sack of Vores. <laughs> yes, Ball Sack of Vores. Yep. Pass and, it. Yeah, with the hemomancers and all that. And then we're gonna be wrapping back around to Kimiko and we're gonna be doing Shumatsu no Izeta, which I guess means weekend Zizetta. It's kind of a kind of a dumb title. Uh, first witch. What? First witch Zizetta is what they're or not first witch last witch. The last witch Zizetta is what they translated it to. Interesting. Uh, I think that's maybe an example of them not wanting to use the Japanese title. Yeah, because <laughs> sounds sh- about right. I, I'm sure that that when Haiku comes to America, they could probably justify having a better title for that since Haiku probably. Q is like a ball, so it's a c- cylindrical thing. So, yeah, what does haiku mean? It's another way of saying volleyball. There you go. Oh. So they would probably come up with a better name. Vare, like vare or varebu, and then uh, haiku. They, like, they both are kind of the same thing. It's dubbed already, right? No, they're not going to dub it. What? They're not going to dub it. As, as far as I know, they're not going to dub it. The people who bought the rights to it uh, said they'll dub it if it gets enough attention, which means they're not going to dub it. We what could possibly it. have more attention right now than Haikyuu? It doesn't have the, I guess, the right amount of American attention guys, to bother dubbing it. Guys, we've got all this badass audio equipment. What if we dubbed it? Done. We <laughs> I will play all of the characters. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Okay. Fine. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, so as always, we have three articles for you today. And the first article is a little blurb about Hayao Miyazaki posting into the chat for you. The NHK TV is going to have a feature special on Hayao Miyazaki coming up on November 13th. So for those of you that want to watch this, you can probably find it online somewhere after it airs on Japanese TV. They're going to be doing a special on him because he's doing a short animation for the Studio Ghibli Museum called Keimushi no Boro, or aka known as Boro the Caterpillar. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because he's doing it in CG, and he doesn't have much experience doing CG. Miyazaki doesn't, and he, the art, the actual TV special is about the struggle that he's had to master CG animation, something that he's taking on so late in his career. So, if you can imagine doing something the same way in your career for 40 years, and then all of a sudden having something new come along and trying to do that, my mom can barely send a text message, so sounds pretty intense of Miyazaki to take on something like CG animation. So, um, yeah, and, and despite his earlier retirement announcements, Miyazaki confirmed that he will continue animating short animations for the Studio Ghibli Museum in Tokyo. So, you will get to experience G- Miyazaki until his dying day, I'm sure, through his short animations. For the bad, a little somewhat related news to Ghibli. 
There was a rumor that Makoto Shinkai would be joining Ghibli as a director. Wait, really? Yes, because mm-hmm. the rumor started because of the huge financial success that his movies have had recently. And I guess what Ghibli needs is a new director to come along and help sell tickets, I guess. And But um, he stamped out those rumors and said that he's actually not going to work for Ghibli. Oh, well. So that's that's kind of sucky. Yeah. He Got said, my hopes up and everything. It's like non-news. He, sa- he <laughs> said, like, no, and I don't think they'd even ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, breaking news. Nothing's happening. Now back to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Yeah, but it's very exciting for people that to think that that might be a possibility. I mean, can you yeah. imagine? That'd be nuts. Shinkai, he's very Miyazaki-esque in the level of control that he has over his works, so he would probably fit right in. Or, or they butt heads. Yeah. Too many cooks say. in the kitchen. They well, Miyazaki's retired. He's an old Then we can get like a caged match between him and Miyazaki. <laughs> that would be dope. I think Shinkai would win only because he's like 35 years younger than Miyazaki. True. Um, and for the Moe, this is pretty interesting. I posted a link in the chat also. Japan, we all know Japan is a society that has some problems with voyeurism and voyeuristic photography. What? Yeah. No. You didn't know that? Wow, that's amazing. Sarcasm. Yeah. To the point where cell phones in Japan actually have a they have a shutter sound noise that they make when you take a photograph that you can't turn off. I remember I had a cell phone that I you couldn't turn it off, but like with my new one I can. Well, you know what I did? What's that? I just put my thumb over the like my Speaker? over the hole. Yeah, yeah. When I'm taking a picture of a cute girl, I gotta cover up the noisemaker. Dear Lord. So these days, anime and manga are loaded with fan service also, and have you know jiggling boobs and in-your-face panties and all that other stuff that comes with it. So it makes sense that this type of stuff would also make its way into virtual reality, and that seems to be the topic of the the year. So virtual reality games and Hatsune Miku's VR Future Live specifically has some really weird panty shot sensors that appear over what would be Hasune Miku's, like, panty area. And I'm going to pull up a picture here so you guys can look yeah. at it. I've seen videos where a guy is like, it's not just Hatsune Miku, it's like other games as well, but when you try to, like, tilt your head to look up their skirt or down their shirt, it puts a big black, like, sensor thing, and it says something in Japanese I can't read. Yeah, so this one says, this one has a big black square over her panties and it says in Japanese out of play area and, <laughs> but I but I wonder like why would you it kind of breaks the immersion first of all right to have that error there and I wonder why don't they just program the VR so that the person can't get down underneath of her to look at her panties or have her wear shorts or something yeah, yeah. or have her wear shorts or bloomers or something yeah I don't know so but I just thought it was crazy that maybe this, I figured it out What's that? So you know how people in Japan aren't having sex? What if they don't know what a woman's nether regions look like? (laughs) So they were like, we can't fill this in. Just black it out and put out of play. The women don't even look at their own nether regions. So nobody in Japan knows what their nether regions look like. It's all a mystery. In fact, they're terrified of them. Vagina dentata. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was crazy that this sort of thing even needs to exist. Um, They're so concerned with panty shots that they have to put like a ridiculous black sensor over it. Why, why not just why not just make the game differently so that people can't exploit it like that? You remember uh, Jurassic Park when they try to hack into the guy's computer and then it says, ah, 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 should have said the magic word. That yes. one. They should just put that there. Yeah. So when you go to peek down, you just see him. 
I'll tell you what won't have a sensor bar. VR girlfriend. Garu friend. Viaru kanojo. So, okay, cool. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. Oh, uh, yeah. Who wants to read the first mailbag? I'll, I'll read it. Go for it. So the first mailbag is a short one. It comes from JD984. And it just says, hey, guys. I wanted to know if you guys know the origins of magical girls in anime. Sailor Moon? This is a fascinating question because I think I did bring up a little while ago a concept for a future maybe like month of podcasts where we can talk about the origins of different genres. Kind of like how we did a studio spotlight. Uh I really like that. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, we'll have to work that in. Mm. Definitely. Well, this is one of those things where I would just say Google it. So that's what I did. Do you think it's Sailor Moon? It's not. Oh. Um, so manga and anime historians regard Princess Knight's manga released in 1953 as the prototype for the magical girl genre. Also, Himitsu no Akko-chan, serialized in, uh, in nine years later, is generally accepted to be the earliest magical girl manga. And Sally the Witch is regarded as the first magical girl anime. This being the first paragraph of a Wikipedia article that comes up on the first result on Google when you type in <laughs> history of magical girls. <laughs> Don't tell them they can Google these things because then they won't write us questions. <laughs> They'll just Google it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think too many people would be interested in going back and watching like stuff from the origin of magical girls because they're nothing like what you expect. Animation's probably real pretty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, like early Mickey Mouse level of animation, black and white. Like, and, they're, and they're not... Like Tugboat Willie? Yes, like Tugboat Willie. You know what I'm talking about? Tugboat Willie? The old black and white Mickey Mouse cartoon? No? I, I uh, thought steam, it... Wait, it, steam it was Willy? Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, tug, same difference. <laughs> you, have, you have tugs on the mind, I'm yeah. telling you. Clearly. I'm a tug my boat. Yeah, but they just there's <laughs> not like the same level of uh, like glittery... Spinning and you know all the stuff that you get from magical girls nowadays, they don't really take it that far. So whatever. Kimiko, you want to read the next mailbag? Sure thing. So this mailbag is from Subasa Senshu, and they say, "What's up, guys? Subasa here, and I had a question about something kind of strange that I noticed in anime. Sometimes there are characters that pronounce words with the U sound and the N after it. For example, pronouncing shokugeki like shokungeki or tsurugi as tsurungi. Is it a dialect thing or a verbal tick that some people may develop? Do people in Japan actually do this, or is it just an anime thing? I'd love to know. Thanks in advance." Oh, P.S. I'm submitting this in early July. I estimate that you'll get it by mid-fall season. No, not, not, not too far off. Not far. So they're just pet names yeah. for people. Yeah. They do it in like every anime ever nowadays. I'm but sure. usually when I think of pet names, I think of like the, the you add on the chan or the kun right. at the end of it. Um, not the N in the middle of the word. Well, like, well, I mean, well, I mean look, look at that one. It's shokun geki. Yeah. But then surun. It's still it's still the same thing. Yeah. Oh, cool! All right. Like I would it's call a, you Kimikun. Aww. A- a- actually, yes. is it because I'm a girl? It it, it should be Chan. Actually, oh, I thought I wrote it's whatever down I here. want it to be because this is America. Fine. 
I think we should come up with pet names for each other right now. Okay. Okay. Kazuo's is, I'm going to give Kazuo one. It's uh, it's Kazukochi. What does that mean? I like that. I don't know, but they do it. They add that chi at the end of a lot. And then Kimiko, uh, I couldn't think of a good one. So I thought Kimi-chan. Kimi-chan. Uh, um, I think you should be uh, Grumpy Mitsukun. Grumpy son of a bitch, Mitsuki. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mitsu, uh, uh, Mitsukun. No, no. Mitsu-nyan. <laughs> Mitsu-nyan. Okay. That's yours. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Wait, yes. wait, wait. Really quickly before we move on. This yeah. is perfect because I knew that the kochi sounded familiar. Mm. And uh, it's because one of the characters in Yoamushi Pedal calls oh one of them uh, Tadakorochi. So the fact that he's uh, Kazukochi makes me really happy because it's Yoamushi Pedal-ish. And they do it. They, <laughs> probably, they probably do it in Haikyuu also. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. I knew a girl in Japan whose name was Dina. And she was 17 years old and t- like totally cute. And we went to Disney a few times. Her name. Just the two of you? No. Oh. No. They don't do that in Japan. If you go somewhere, just the two of you in Japan, you're like practically married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but her name was Dina, but her friends called her Di Nyan. Nyan. Di Nyan. 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 Yeah. Oh. Cute. That's cute. So that's her pet name. So oh. they do it for everybody in Japan. It's very common. I actually do have a question for you, Mitsu, you really quickly before we move on. And I, I apologize. This is Haikyuu related. What's my name? Mitsu. Mitsukun? Nope. Mitsu Nyan. Mitsu Nyan. Um, so in Haikyuu, I noticed that a lot of characters or a couple of characters will just almost instantly call a character by their first name. Which I know doesn't happen, really. Because they both like even uh, Nishinoya and Tanaka are like best friends, but Tanaka still calls him Noya-san, even though uh, he calls him Ryu, which is his first name. So, like, why is that supposed to have like a signifier for the person's mentality? Or it's a very complicated question because there could be it's without without knowing like the their relationship and everything of the two people. It's kind of hard to well, but Noya calls everyone by their first name. Which is why I'm like, that seems so weird. Like, that's, he even calls Hinata Shoyo. That's because well, he don't give a fuck. Maybe they just... Maybe? Maybe. Maybe, maybe they might want his character to seem more, um, like, open and friendly with other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know exactly. That's how I've seen it in anime. That makes like, sense. Like, generally, people will just use their last name unless they're some kind of person who's just trying to be super friendly. I think that um, the, the whole naming, first name, last name, politeness that you that you hear about from Japan is... One of the most complicated cultural things from Japan as a country, and I don't even feel qualified to discuss that, honestly. I would just say that what was th- it makes them feel more like close friends, I guess. Okay. That's all I would oh, say. You know what it reminds me of? In your name. Yeah. When oh. she's talking to her friend <laughs> and she doesn't know how to refer to herself. <laughs> what does oh, she? A, we'll get to what that. The <laughs> so next mailbag is from Carla that. the Dalmatian. Hello there, my AAA overlords. Have you guys ever considered if the following three ideas has considered any of the following three as extra content? Your own abridged series. (laughs) That's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have that kind of time. That's exactly what I wrote. (laughs) I said I don't have the time for an abridged series. Um, It would be fun just for a goof to do like a fan dub of an episode of something. Which is a I lot of work. I kind of want, uh, but, but just, just for, one. Yeah, just one. Just one and make it something with like very few characters and we <gasps> don't even bother doing any of like the extra you know sound effects be? or stuff. What? Garzy's Wing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Take an episode of Garzy's Wing and, and fan dub it. it. I don't think I can survive that. 
No one can survive Gersie's wing. The second example, the second idea was let's plays or gaming play dates. I don't. I, I, I really like this idea. So, um, I talked about us playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons because I've never played it and it looks awesome. But and we and you have like a PlayStation with the camera and all that stuff. So like Twitch is super easy to use. And then if slash when I get something like that, I can also Twitch. We can have like an AAA podcast Twitch handle that we can broadcast from and people can watch and we can play games and hang out in our free time. Okay. That's a good it's idea. More it's more plausible easy. than the abridged series. I'll yeah. G- I'll give you that. I mean, it's something we already do. So it would just be bringing the audience in. The The third idea was an explicit episode where you talk about just random shit, kind of like the hentai episodes, but without the hentai. After parties. After parties. We do that already. <laughs> yeah. And there have that is been, all we do. There have been hentai episodes where we don't watch a hentai, like the last one. Yeah, we got so yeah. distracted by just talking about random shit that we didn't actually make it to the hentai. Yeah, but I think even still, I think it was one of the best hentai episodes we've ever done. Oh, I loved it. So we should invite Roko in more often. We've got uh, Chibi Rob in the in the chat saying that he has some D and D web tools if we're interested. So cool. All right, next mailbag. Let's be fun. Next mailbag comes from oh, also from Subasa Senshu. So it says here, "Hello, AAA squad. You often see male delinquents in school anime, and thus know uh, many of the stereotypes of male delinquents in Japan. But what about female delinquents?" What are the stereotypes commonly associated with female delinquents, and are there any anime about female delinquents? Merci beaucoup. That's I actually, I this is a really difficult oh. question. I actually, so the first thing that I thought of was Fruits Basket. Um, and the dub, they referred to them as Yankees. Um, and the image of the female delinquent was like the, um, uh, the face mask, uh, maybe like a either a lead pipe or a bat. They had their chests bandaged and they wore like either like some sort of long coat with a dragon on the back or something. But that's the only thing I can think of or the the ones that have like the really, really bright makeup and lots of it. And they mm-hmm. wear like the shorter skirts or... Yeah, you've seen like um, in some anime, it'll usually be like their older sister who's like just kind of badass characters, always like... Smoking a cigarette and cursing and riding a motorbike. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily delinquent as much as it's just somebody who is rebel yeah, with a cause. I, I don't know. But yeah, I've seen okay. this. Mitsugi? No, I um I think that in Japan, the types of things you see girls do that would be considered delinquent behavior are things like smoking cigarettes, wearing like heavy makeup and at school. You see the the peach girls, the Momo girls that do the have the tanning, uh, other types of school uniform violations and bullying. I think bullying is probably a big one. Yeah, you get these gangs, these gangs of girls that pick on other girls. So it's not that unlike things that you see in the United States. We have bullying problems here. So I feel like less so than when we were kids. You know, I think it has a lot to do with like. I don't know, uh, just everything becoming more socially acceptable. And like when we were kids, it's like people would call you gay and stuff like that as an insult. But nowadays it's like it it feels like people would get so offended by that that, you know, I, I don't know, just from what I see on social media, it seems like the times are changing. 
All right. So, yeah. So, thanks for writing in your mailbags. Um, we're going to take a quick anime news break. But first, we have an in-show trivia question. So, if you want to play along with at home, the question is, in honor of the in-development film Alita, which is going to be a James Cameron film, where is Galley, a.k.a. Alita, discovered in the manga Battle Angel Alita? And we'll give the answer to that question when we come back after the news break where we're going to be talking about Makoto Shinkai's upcoming film, Your Name, which just came out in Japanese theaters a few weeks ago. And then later on, we're going to be doing impressions on the fall 2016 anime season. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after the news break. you anime addicts this is chiaki and this is your anime news break first up the praises for shinkai's latest movie your name are continuing to rack up at the 49th annual stegas i'm sure i pronounced that wrong international fantastic film festival in spain has recently announced that the film your name kimi no nawa won the festival's Best Animated Feature Film Award. The film has ranked number one for seven straight weekends since its opening and is already 2016 highest grossing film in Japan. Not animated, film in Japan. As of October 14th, 50 days after the film opened, it sold about 11.49 million tickets and earned about 14.9 billion yen. That's over 140 million US dollars. The film opened on July 3rd in Los Angeles during Anime Expo. It is slated to open in 85 countries and regions. So, here's to hoping that it opens with enough time to be considered for the Oscars. In some anime Kickstarter news, animator Sai Okatomo's Kickstarter campaign for the Mecha Ude Mechanical Arms anime project has already reached its initial $25,000 goal. The campaign was launched just on October 1st, and it will end on November 5th, so there is still time to back if you like to back anime Kickstarters. The campaign aims to build a bigger production team for the project, which will be producing a 25-minute pilot episode. As of right now, the campaign has raised over $25,800. In other news, if you're someone who collects Ghibli Blu-rays, you should be aware of a sort of recall that's happening. UK Anime Network has recently reported that Studio Canal has announced the following regarding its Blu-ray release of When Marnie Was There. Quote, 
We have established that there is a player-specific problem affecting the When Marnie Was There Blu-ray disc. A new disc is being replicated and will be available in the coming weeks in October. Most customers will not experience any issues with playback of the Blu-ray, but if you've been affected, you can send your Falte Blu-ray disc along with your name, address, and email to, and then a contact information. So if you're someone who has been affected, there is a solution out there, and I recommend you follow up on it. And finally, one more quick hit of happy news. The Adult Swim's Toonami Block has debuted part one of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. And I, for one, am merely excited at the thought of younger generations having JoJo being the anime that got them into anime. This was Shiaki, and this was your anime news break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. You've heard of Confessions of a Popedom, but now comes the heartwarming tale of Kazuo. I don't know any country songs, so I'm trying to like sing along to songs I don't know and getting drunk with some grandma. From the best-selling authors of Her Moe Majesty and the best Yuri bartender in Florida comes Growing Up Kazuo. First time I was in a shootout, two years old. South Bronx, going across the street in my baby stroller. My uncle was pushing me and a shootout broke out in the middle of the street. Be there through the formative years. So I was 16, I think, and my family went on a cruise to the Bahamas. For some reason, they thought it was a good idea to give me and him, his name's Steve, um, our own room. Yeah. These two young men, let's give them their own room. What, what trouble could they possibly get into? As we're walking onto the cruise ship for the first time, we're walking through the hallway. There's like a, a door that's ajar. And I, I open it, and I look inside. It's like a janitorial closet. So there's like brooms and mops and whatnot. And there's also a big bottle of whiskey just sitting in this janitorial closet. And I'm like, okay, mental note, close the door. So later on that night, we pick up the bottle of whiskey get completely trashed. We're, we're basically drunk the entire cruise. Will a child's dreams come true? It wasn't even an option growing up. Like it was, it was a dream that a young poor boy had that I was like, one day I'm gonna go to Japan. And it was like, believe it. I'm gonna go to Japan? And I was like, that's never gonna happen. That's not possible. <laughs> like at best you will not end up in prison. <laughs> and tales of young love. My first, like, real kiss. Like, we've all had, like, when we were kids, a little peck, you know, you're playing spin the bottle or something like that. But my first real, like, sexual kiss, like, makeout session. And we end up, her and I make, make our way to her bedroom. So this is about to get super explicit. She's got him on one side, me on the other. Then I, we, have you ever heard of a high, an Eiffel Tower? Growing up Kazuo. Flying off bookshelves everywhere. Order yours now on Amazon or by visiting www.aaapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the 345th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. How you guys doing? You on the news break? I see you guys stopped off at my kitchen and got some liquor. <laughs> sure you did. Bet we did. Wow, we got about. Way to just take my things, invade. Don't even ask permission. Take my wife, please. <laughs> my waifu. No. <laughs> take my waifu. So what did you get? 
about half a glass of vodka and the rest is, um, I don't know, what is it? It's like a club soda, like a, a slightly flavored club soda. But you know oh, I make so strong you went drinks. Into, so you went into my fridge yes. and got my Zephyr Hills raspberry flavored sparkling waters, and now you're just going to help yourself. I so would say, take, off, take everything. I would say that half, is a, correct. half a glass of vodka and half of whatever else is a Kimiko drink, but if it was a Kimiko drink, it would be all vodka. True. So Indeed. it would just be straight vodka on ice, which we have seen live multiple episodes. You uh, impress me. Oh, thank you, every sir. Every day. All right, I, you I crazy guys. So we, so we had an intro <laughs> trivia question. And the question was, in honor of the de- of the development of the film Alita, which is a James Cameron film that's going to be coming out hopefully before I die, Gally, the main character of, or Alita, whatever you want to call her, she was discovered in, in the story in a specific place. I know where. Okay, where, where was she discovered? In the kitchen, because her name is Gally, and that's what they call it. Was she making oh, I me thought you were going to make a woman joke, and I was like, making me no. a sandwich? <laughs> no, not because she's a woman. Her name is Gally. I did it. <laughs> which is a kitchen. I did it, Kimiko. You did, bitch. Do you know the answer, Kimiko? <laughs> uh, I I actually did know the answer to this one. Okay, so where where do they but find she her? she forgot it. Uh, no, it's like a junkyard, right? Yeah, or like a, a scrapyard. Scrap yep. Why? Because she's a woman? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she, she couldn't, she, and she got junk in her trunk? I don't oh, know. Oh, she didn't make it good enough of a ham sandwich, so they sent her out to the junkyard. Wow. That's messed up. So, also, do you know what's not messed up? A five-star review? That's right. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so we've got a five-star review. Of course, you can always leave your five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, just open it up, find us there, and leave us a review, write a message. We'll read it on the show, just like Twarloth did. Uh mm. Twarloth, uh, on the subject line of the review, says, Always fun source of anime. And I'll read what he wrote here. It's a little lengthy, so bear with me. It says, Dear AAA crew, thanks for the reviews and information every week. I have recently gotten my, gulp, grandson into anime. He's 11, and we watched Hunter x Hunter together off Crunchyroll. I remember at the end of May, you guys had mentioned it, and I wanted to let you know that they have done some more of the manga in Shonen Jump recently. Uh, I love this world that was created and the way the manga is drawn. I'm thinking of the next series to have him start uh, start on should be Full Metal Alchemist, followed by Sword Art Online, the first season. I'm not keen on getting him into Naruto just yet, as there are so many filler episodes in that series, even though I love it, and purchased the manga from uh, for Naruto. What other series are out there that you would recommend to a preteen? Do you guys really think Sword Art Online is appropriate content? For a preteen, I don't think it's appropriate for a human, but <laughs> that's just me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's I haven't very, seen it. It's but. very misogynistic, right? Like the whole point is he's like this super god, and all the women just well, flaunt. He, he treats them like shit. It's or. it's very typical, like uh, like uh, like a male fantasy. Male fantasy. Yeah, that's what it. So I don't know if I'd recommend that to your kid. I mean, if he's an anime fan, it's probably something he'll or your grandkid, I guess I should say, which is. I mean, he must be close to your age, Mitsugi, if he's got a grandkid. <laughs> I am a year old grandkid. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was Mitsunyan. 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 Um, but yeah, it, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Naruto's a great choice for somebody his age. I know there's a lot of filler, but there are websites out there where you can find exactly which episodes to skip. Like, they'll show you, you know, they'll have like blue and yellow and it'll be like all the blue episodes watch, all the yellow ones skip and, you know, really easy to follow. So maybe try that. I know Naruto just finally finished. Um, and finally, it's yeah. like it's like it's 20- like done done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's done done. Um, 
I, well, Jesus I, it only has twenty six hundred episodes, so he'll, <laughs> no. he'll be watching that until he's like honestly. Shippuden, Shippuden is longer than the original Naruto. Yeah, well, I added them together by like a hundred episodes or maybe a couple hundred. Yeah, I added them together. Just All told, yeah. there's like seven hundred episodes. It's like shit. fairy tale, isn't that in like the five or six hundreds as well? Don't one piece. Ooh, one piece is a good one for yeah. one piece a has like seven hundred episodes. Way yeah, too it does. long. All right, so. Also, if you guys go to jlist.com, because you all know that I love snacks, and you love snacks. Who doesn't? And when we get to Japan, we can go pick out our snacks together at like the convenience stores. That's going to be so much fun. But for those of you listening at home, chances are you don't have the ability to go to Japan. So your next best thing is you can go to jlist.com forward slash box. And they have snack boxes of various sizes. They don't require any kind of subscription less than $2 per item, and they're going to send you an awesome box of assorted Japanese snacks and candy right to your door. And when Christmas rolls around, they're going to be doing a Christmas box. So they'll probably fill it with lots of really bizarre Christmas-type stuff that Japan will have. Japan has no idea how to really do Christmas, so they just kind of do whatever. Maybe they'll fill your box with uh, fried chicken. But anyway, if you go to jlist.com forward slash box, you can get a really cool snack uh, snack box without having to subscribe to it. So knock yourselves I, out. I cannot. W- that's that's. You know what? Let's bring it back. That's one of the things I want to do when I go to Japan. Go to a konbini. Buy snacks. Go, go yes. Go to a konbini, and just like like thumb through the inappropriate manga. <laughs> I am gonna <laughs> in Kazuo, the aisle. Kazuo, my boy. Yes. I'm going to introduce you to the Crunky Chicken. The Crunky Excuse me? What is the Crunky Chicken? The Crunky Chicken is the only place in Japan that I ever found like legit popcorn chicken. So it's My like a God. like a cheeky Nando's in London. Does it have a cheeky Nando's? Oh, it's a chicken place. Cheeky Nando's, bro. You don't know about that? <laughs> know. Have you seen the the Cheeky Nando's rap? No. Oh. Are you guys being Are you guys for real right now? It's yes. so good. Oh my god. So um, I think it's just called Nando's, though. Nando's? Yeah. Over this past weekend, it was Chiaki's birthday party. She threw a party, and it was a pajama party. It was a beautiful party. event. Yes, indeed. It was a pajama party. And it was a pajama jammy jam. <laughs> a pajama jammy jam. But, yeah. Pajama jammy jam. Yeah. Is that why you showed up just like Chewbacca? You're goddamn right. Because... Well, no. Well, so we need to bring pajamas, but as everyone knows, I sleep in the nude. Um, and I as figured everyone that- <laughs> knows from personal experience <laughs> with Cosmo. I figured that wouldn't be appropriate. So I'm I had not going to go- share a futon with you. <laughs> <laughs> so <gasps> Chibi Rob knows that's where I got pajama jammy jam from. Kid and play. What Dude. the hell? Thanks Antrelatus. for making his night. <gasps> My heart is a flutter. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I, so- I love that they know this. So Kazuo shows up dressed as Chewbacca in a yes. onesie, and Kimiko and Ka- and and Chiaki are both dressed up in, as the Dakuma characters in onesie pajamas. And I I had no onesie pajama on because I'm not that. But fun. you did have you had do you, <laughs> do you have like Pikachu? I had I had Pikachu pajamas. Yes, but it was so just that, pajama that's a little pants. fun. I, I tried my best. But the real be- the real awesome thing that we did was that we watched Mish- Makoto Shinkai's film Your Name on my big 110 inch screen and he's not compensating trust me <laughs> so the film came out in japan a few weeks ago and it has got it has it has made a lot of money we're talking ghibli heyday type money and the movie has been getting a lot of critical acclaim in japan by a, just about everybody 
And including on my anime list, it's now the highest rated anime of all time on my anime list. Even better than Gintama. We what? finally found. We finally did it. We did it. We did it. What? We found an anime better than Gintama. I oh didn't my know God. that. I wasn't sure if we'd ever do it, but we managed. <laughs> and um, I mean, like yeah. since the dawn of anime, there has never been a greater anime than Gintama until now. <laughs> until now. And it's, and it's because of Makoto Shinkai. No, that my anime list has been able to free itself from the tyranny that is Gintama. <laughs> I mean, I think it might still be uh, under tyrannical rule since five out of the top ten anime are still Gintama. Well, but there's a new king in town. That's true. And his name's Shinkai. Yeah. So Makoto Shinkai's career started, I don't know, 15 years ago or so when he did Voices of a Distant Star and His and Her Cat. And he sensed it, plays promised in our early days, five centimeters per second, the the one that had the feet in it, Garden of Words. <laughs> Garden of Words. The feet The anime. one with the feet in it. And now- like, are, you looking at my, are you looking at my Google history? His movies are always really like thoughtful and compelling, like emotionally. And that- And I would depressing. Say, and sometimes depressing. Usually I would say, depressing. Yeah, I would say that's definitely a trait of his movies that they're often sad. They're often really uh, like intellectually compelling. There's usually a very familiar color palette. He loves using like oranges and purples and yeah. reds. He he likes um, the Twilight Hour. Warm yes, colors. The, huh? He likes warm colors. He likes warm colors. He also likes. Just, I mean, he has these incredible like scenic shots that he uses and camera very, flares. Very, uh, yeah, and also very interesting camera work that he does. Like most anime that you'll watch, it'll just be it'll be shot like a Kevin Smith movie where it's like he just puts the camera somewhere and then it just you watch it's people just talk. Stand still, yeah. But with him, it's like there's all kinds of movement and you know, even though there's not literally a camera, but just the well, way he but he treats he treats the screenshots of things or he treats the storyboard of things as if it is an actual filmed movie right and you can tell because uh, and I I think specifically of like um place promise in our early days which was one of the first films I saw by him I actually saw that before voices of a distant star and I can picture um there's one scene with the main character the the girl walking on a railroad track and the pan up yes that's how the movie ends um <laughs> the pan up from her on the railroad tracks past a certain point in the sky where you see the lens flare take over the entire screen and then you can see the sky again like that's not stuff that normal uh anime movie directors or just animation films would do and makoto shinkai focuses on the artistic aspects of that beautifully he's the jj abrams of (laughs) jj abrams of animation films he's also well known for doing a lot of the a lot of different roles he wears a lot of different hats when he's making an anime so back in the day when he was working on like voices of a distant star he didn't have a big staff or a company or a studio to work with so he it was mostly him and he was doing most of the roles like the music the voice acting pretty much everything nowadays he still does a lot of different tasks but i think he's leaving some of the specialized work like music composition to people that are trained for that yeah so he for this film he was the director the script writer the storyboard creator the original creator and he did the editing i mean still very heavily involved yeah (laughs) probably i mean it's basically like he 
I mean, when you look at the, that stuff, like writing the script, like that's the first thing you do. Then storyboarding, he did that as well. Uh, then into production with directing and then post-production with editing. Like he He's was involved with it. every step of the yeah. way. He was with it from its, you know, insemin- insem- insemin- inception. Inception, yeah. Insemination. Insemination. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of works too. Kind of, yeah. yeah. All, all the way through postpartum. And he's probably one of those. <laughs> he's probably one of those Japanese people that uh, doesn't have time for a wife and kids. And I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just joking around. How old is Makoto Shinkai? Um, he's not that 700. old. Seven hundred. He's on the young. He's on the younger side of the of like the spectrum. I like. Wasn't he in his twenties or like late twenties, early thirties or something when Voices of a Distant Star came out? He's probably in his forties. I would say. Um, let me let's look it up. Yeah, right we here. all have. I remember he was like the, the the young up and comer. He's forty three. Yeah. Good for His him. birthday's February 9th. Hey, Aww. that's close to mine. Mm. February 16th. What, what? Aquarius? Oh, his name's not It's the really, dawning of the age of Aquarius. His name's yes. not really Makoto Shinkai. He was born Makoto Nitsu. Nitsu? I guess he thinks Shinkai is more badass, so he really changed his name or something. <laughs> Isn't it like Death God? What? Shinkai? Uh, uh, Shinigami? No. no, like Shin is like death, and then Kai is, isn't that like God or something? Well, it looks huh. his um the kanji of his <laughs> like first God. name the the kanji of his name is more like the kanji for new and ocean. <laughs> well, so, okay, like, that's slightly different from where I was going, but okay. Death God, New Ocean, pretty similar. Same thing. Yeah, you did your best. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the movie? Without spoilers, I know people are going to want to watch this movie, so let's not do any spoilers. I just want to have like a light conversation on it. And I mean, I was thoughts. I was surprised by the giant mechs that came in. Yeah. And then I'm really, no. why would you be shocked with Shinkai? He loves he, mecha. he loves mecha. Anime. Yeah. And um, then, you know, when they had the scene where it was like they went to the hot spring and then the other scene. Oh, and the beach scene. When they went to yeah. the beach. And then they had a, a fair. Well, they, they didn't have a fair. <laughs> All right. Never mind. All right. Um, this is actually my favorite Shinkai film. I have decided that wow. that. And I, it's, I still, what? it's early for me to say that, but I just, damn, it's good. Like, I, I, there's no way for me to properly explain why it's my favorite Shinkai film without giving it away. But it is. It it definitely it touched my heart. Yeah, let's agree not to say how it ended. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. It it, t- it definitely touched my heart in a way that a lot of his other films did. It touch you in a not. private place. The most private of places, Mitsugi. Her my heart. heart. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, like the very moment that we finished watching the movie, the first thing in my mind was like, this is a perfect movie. This it is. is. Absolutely perfect. I agree when people say that this is a masterpiece of his. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's no such thing as perfect in, in art or anything like that. It's so subjective. But God damn, this is. it's incredible the satisfaction that you get from this movie and like i mean that from like a writer standpoint like you watch this and you're like that's how it should have ended hey you know what i mean well no no no. like not just how it ended but how it how it built and how it changed and like the roller coaster of emotion and like it it weaved it weaved a just a beautiful tale that all fit together i i often talk about um what's his name the guy who directed dark knight and Christian, not Christian Bale, no. <laughs> um, uh, and Memento, Mike, and no, um, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, it's not important. It'll it, somebody in the chat will tell me. But like he, how he always tries to come up with these really interesting and creative concepts for films like Memento. Um, 
and yet Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan, thank you. But he always has these problems where it just doesn't fit together. There's always plot holes or little things that you can pick apart that kind of like don't really ruin the movie, but it's like, I see what you're trying to do. You're just not quite there. And what Shinkai did in this film is like, he wove this crazy complex tale and then brought it all together in the way that you're like, Holy crap, that's perfect. Yeah, there's nothing it. there's nothing I could pick apart about yeah. this. Even the the way that they handled the um the supernatural aspect of it, which I don't think gives anything away because you literally read the synopsis and a boy is dreaming about being a girl, a girl is dreaming about being a boy, and these two people's lives actually I exist. I mean, who isn't? You know? right. So, right. so let's take a step back here. So so the beginning of the movie there's there's a there is a boy and a girl. Yes. That live in different places. One in the countryside, one in Tokyo. Right. And it starts off with the girl, and the girl, she goes to sleep one day, and she wakes up in the body of a boy. Right. And she's kind of freaking out. And they don't show you the first day of her life in his body, but they show subsequent days. Sure. Like bits and pieces of like, this is going on all the time. Like every other day they're waking up in each other's bodies. And it seems as though they're almost blacked out when they come back to their own body because people from their school, their friends will be like, dude, you were really weird yesterday. And, and they're like, what? And they do really cute things with, with it. It's definitely a, a source of comedy in the movie. Because, oh, yeah. for example, the girl will be sitting eating with her friend. With, with My, I love that scene. She'll be sitting eating with his friends, right? Yeah. At, in his body. In, his, in body. his body. And she doesn't even know how to talk like a boy in the city or whatever. So so she'll say, Watashi, you know, for I. And no, be, and, and you know all the different. It you was, know the scene. What's the set? Let's go ahead and. Okay. Yeah, you are so her. the three of them are sitting there and she goes to say something and she automatically, because she is a she, and this is the feminine use of I, says Watashi and they look at her, uh, look at him. They're like, uh? they're like huh? And she's like, what the, was it Watakashi? Watakashi. Watakashi. She's like, Watakashi? Uh? And they're like, no. And she goes, Boku, which is like kind of like a younger boy. And they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, shaking their hands. She goes, Ore, which is the uh. older boy. And they're like, yeah, what the hell is wrong with you? It's funny. Like, and so she talks like with Ore from then on as a boy. Yeah. And it's just so cute. Well, and what's, what's also interesting, and you commented on it when we were watching it, is that when they are possessing each other's bodies, like the voice actors do tr- such a tremendous job oh, of beautiful. like feminizing their voice a little bit or masculine, masculinizing their uh, voice. That's not a word. <laughs> Mas- masculating? Masculate? I don't know. That's but like the, the voice acting matches so well too with the animation, which is very Makoto, where, and this is something Chiaki noticed, when the girl wakes up in the boy's body for the first time and she's like not really sure what's going on, the way that she moves and the way that she sits on the floor even is distinctly feminine. And so you hear right. these voice actors who, when they're acting in their own roles, when the boy is in the boy's body. He sounds entirely different and he sounds like what we picture when we watch an anime with a male protagonist or a male character. Like he sounds like your your average high school Japanese boy. Um, but when the girl is inhabiting his body, the same voice actor can make himself sound like a female protagonist. And it is the literal best. So the girl, her body gets inhabited by the boy. 
So the so they switch back to the to the boy later, and they show him in the girl's body, and of course she he's fascinated by everything, including boobs. So <laughs> every every morning, every morning, <laughs> every morning, the little sister of the girl opens the sliding door, and and he's groping himself. He's groping him, groping her body, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and oh, I love. There's one scene where he's like, I really shouldn't do it for her sake. And then you cut two to like seconds it's later. The girl walking in, and he's in there, just like fondling his own boobs. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy involved in all of this. There's many many scenarios they go through. There's there's like one where the the girl is in his body, and she's working at a, a his job, and some yakuza guys cut one of her coworkers' skirts, <laughs> and he takes her. <laughs> The girl, this is so confusing to talk about. The girl in the boy's body right. takes the friend waitress to the back room and, and is like, take off your skirt. Takes off your, take off your skirt. And, <laughs> and she's, like, she's like, what? what? What are you talking about? So she takes her skirt off and he fixes the, the tear and he, he sews, sews like a cute little picture into the skirt. Yeah. Because the girl who's inhabiting his body works with like thread and sewing and everything. So she knows how to do that. But it's this adorable little embroidery of like a garden scene. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's so, the, so cute. And so the girl at the at the, the the waitress gets like a crush on the boy, but she really has a crush on the girl inhabiting the boy's inhabiting body. The boy's yeah. body, which gets interesting because you know, not to spoil anything, but their their interactions become interesting because it's like she is falling for him, but she's really falling for her, and so when he's in his body, it's not working. Like you it's know. it's like a a love quadrilateral. Yeah, a love quadrangle. Um, I said, I, when we were watching it, I said it's a love quadrilateral. So yeah. that's right. Yeah, I agree. I don't even want to go into like moderate plot points yeah. much past where, yeah. where we are right now. Right. But, but there there are definitely more arcs to the story than you expect there to be. Yeah, it's 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 fairly long. It's about it's about 100 minutes. But it goes very quickly because you're so consumed by it. True. And the movie, <laughs> I, mean, I thought it, I, I was enraptured the entire time. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous. The the music is quite good too, and he still does those things that that Shinkai does in his films, where he'll randomly cut to like a almost like a montage, but he'll play like a song and just start Dude, doing like yeah. a little music video five great, times. Great point. There were like five openings to this <laughs> movie because yeah. they would have like music montage opening sequences, and it was like several times right up until the very end, which. Is weird, but it's not bad. It's no, just it, it's different. Like you don't you don't see that really ever. If um, that was if there was one thing that I could be like that was interesting and not like it could have been in it or not been in it, and I would have been happy. Is that? But there were awesome songs. They were great. I'm like songs. man, I want this soundtrack. Like I don't know who he got to do all of these songs, but they were perfect. Yeah, yeah. the only problem was that everybody kept talking during the movie. I'm sorry, we were all a little shifty. Yeah, I'm sorry everyone was having a good time except for you. <laughs> well, thank God. My bad. Sorry, I'm trying to watch, you know, Makoto Shinkai's new movie. Kind of a big deal. But yeah. We were all watching it and enjoying it and crying and laughing and and stuff. <laughs> it was funny, though, because you were like, <laughs> what you said something and everybody was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, will you please shut up? I'm trying and to watch this movie. Everyone in the room was like, Oops. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a pivotal moment in the movie, and we're talking about like something completely random, very loud. We were discussing very, the movie, yeah, and it was yeah. during a montage. To be fair, <laughs> it was it was more like making fun of the movie from 
We're yeah, we're talking about gonna... the fifth opening. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't know if you don't know about Mokudo Shinkai, then you wouldn't know he's gonna do that. <laughs> he has it in all of his movies. Sorry. Well, it should be Rob in the chat says, "No lie, I will taser my wife if she gets chatty during a movie." Yes. <laughs> well, you would have killed everybody. Should be Rob in this movie theater. <laughs> movie so, theater? You mean your living room? Well, my living room is basically a movie theater. True. So, yeah, there's an opening. There's like three openings during Byosoku Five Centimeter. He does it. He does one to separate each segment of the movie, and he does that in this too. I think he just likes to do it to create like a nice transition. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. It did. And it, and it lets him show a lot of content in a short period of time by doing like montages sort of. So, you know, the passage of time or whatever can be captured very effectively like that. I think he makes really good use of the sort of film uh, technique or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I remember afterwards you were a little bit confused about like what was going on because he does use time so differently it's a time travel movie yeah it's it's not only a time travel movie but it's a people switching bodies movie it's like kind of an alternate dimension movie it's there's so many layers and complexities and like where are we and when are we and all that stuff so um i guess that's kind of a mild spoiler but you know that it's hard to follow not it's not hard to follow but you have to be paying attention and when there are a bunch of people being chatty around you making jokes it might be hard to follow that's fair and <laughs> but but for the record I, so i'm one of those people that when it comes to movies like this that are very um time oriented and possibly not even chronological uh i always go out of my way to watch it twice yes oh, i'll watch this multiple times oh for so sure <laughs> not only just because it's so good but because when you watch something that incorporates time the way that makoto shinkai does you watch it the first time to experience the movie you watch it the second time to catch all of the little details that he surely has thrown in to justify what he's doing and also allude to what he's doing i know and i just i can't wait to watch it again and, and experience the way he that does it like there it's are effortless other, and yeah. it's subtle and it's beautiful Man, and there are so many moments that you're like, "Oh crap, this is," you know, like you'll 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 see an interaction, and then you realize when it takes place in the timeline, and you're like, what? "You're like, holy crap, that makes too much sense!" Like it's it's nuts. It they, he nailed it with. I mean, it's and just, time travel is so difficult to do. Yeah, like effectively in anime, just because you know it's just so complicated. But man, he crushed it. Crushed. Well, it's 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 uh, in some respects kind of what I expect from Makoto Shinkai because Shinkai's movies usually have a theme in them, and he's used time before. Well, he's you know in love with time. Time is his mistress. There was distance with Voices of Innocent Star, mm-hmm. but there he, was also time. Right. When you think about it, there was there was literal distance, and then there was the figure to the fig the figure. Figurative. <laughs> Figurative distance of time. Because as she travels farther away from him, she also travels farther away from him in, in terms time. of age and time. Yeah. So well, there's still time there. Romantic sentiment and just and Shinkai's definitely a romantic. Oh, completely. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. So I mean he's also a sadist, but a romantic. The movie definitely was Shinkai in every way. And right down to some of the settings in the movie. Really reminded me a lot of Hoshio Kodomo, which I for, which I neglected to mention before because it's by far his his worst movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Um, and there's like a scene when that movie where they're going to the spirit world, and it looks exactly like that that area where 
the spirit world is in Hoshio Okodomo looks exactly like one of the places in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right down to the fact where Chiaki and I thought he was literally connecting the two films together because we thought it was the same place. Maybe it is the same place in the movie. I don't know. But it's definitely everything you would expect from a, from a Shinkai film. The, the, the artwork, the attention to detail, the themes... The, the way that the movie left you feeling after you watched it, the, the, a lot of the settings, all that. And it seems like a lot of these directors have a thing for, like, old Japan. So, yeah. like, a lot of this movie took place in, like, old-school rural village type settings. Yeah, like settings. rural villages where it's very, um, like, you know, where they would w- wear yukatas and stuff like that. And it was, you know, a lot of, like, uh, a tradition involved in it. Shinkai just... It blows my mind that he's only 43 and like he's able Seriously. to create something like this and not just this, but like all the other, so much of his other work. Um, and it's like, man, I would just love to talk to this guy. Just like sit down with him over a few beers and just be like, what do you think about life? You know, like <laughs> I just want to, I want to know your philosophy. I want to know your ideas on who we are and why we're here and where we go. And it's like, man, I don't think I've ever wanted to pick someone's brain more than Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, it's and it, one of the one of the things creatively. That, yeah, one of the things that fascinates me the most is like, you know, you'll meet very quote intelligent people throughout your life, and intelligence is such a weird thing because it's like there's so many different types of intelligence, and you know, you may be really good with numbers, but you might be socially inept, and it's like there's so many different types of intelligence. But you'll meet people who are just they're able to to consider and to to think about these very deep concepts, but it it may be very difficult for them to express it. You know, you look at a guy like Elon Musk, incredibly mm. intelligent person, but when he speaks, he's so not, uh, he's not very eloquent and he's, he, he has social anxiety, it appears, and, you know, doesn't really get what he's wanting to say out there effectively. But then you look at a guy like Shinkai, who clearly thinks on a very, very deep level and is able to express it so beautifully. It's like, Man, that's nuts. In, that in is a so way, rare. in a way that appeals to a large demographic when a concept like this normally wouldn't. Right. Which I think is also incredible. Like he takes a medium that is widely appreciated and a, a source of entertainment and utilizes it to basically have these really in-depth conversations with his viewer about very in-depth themes. And it's it's just remarkable what he can do. And I and I feel like this is something that Miyazaki does as well. Like I understand why when he first came out with his first couple of big films, uh, Voices and Place Promised, uh, Makoto Shinkai was kind of put up there as like, he's the new rising star, like this, the one day Miyazaki or like the, the soon to be Miyazaki or whatever is what they were saying. And I can see kind of more now that we've seen a lot more of his films, why people were saying that. Yeah, absolutely. So as a whole, how did you guys... I mean, I know we all liked the movie. But I hated not, it. It was the worst movie ever. I kind of left the movie feeling like it was a masterpiece, but I want to watch it again because you guys are talking through the whole thing. <laughs> all so, right, we get it. Jeez. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's a masterpiece. I loved it. I will watch it multiple times, and I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. I I mean, it's a it's a perfect film. I'm When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm 100% buying it. 
when the soundtrack comes out, I'm 100% buying it. It's like this I've already is, I've already told people at my bar to listen to or to to watch it. Yeah, like, like this <laughs> is a movie. I, this this is a movie I would show my mom. God, get off his nuts. <laughs> like no, this is a, this is a movie I would be like, mom, you need to watch this movie if she still talked to me. But that's another story. <laughs> um, just oh, God. Well, not just kidding. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is, this is a movie I would recommend to anyone. And even if you've never watched an anime, like this is just a beautiful work of art and it will appeal to everyone. It's it's a masterpiece. Are you guys kind of sad that he stamped out the rumor that he wouldn't be joining Studio Ghibli? Not really. No. I mean, he I'm happy with the things he does himself. Yeah. I, I think, think it'd be cool, but... Yeah. I think it... I mean, it could be cool if he were to join Ghibli, but... It may also hinder him creatively. Like when, I think they'll if, butt if he heads. Would have to like answer to other people or well, but or Miyazaki's make concessions, gone. You know, he's, he's gone. He's not like running the studio anymore. Yeah, so I, it could work, but it could also. I mean, it's why mess with something that's already perfect? You know, if it's already broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I was he, just about to and, say that, and he ain't broke, so don't well, fix we it. We haven't felt this way about all of his movies. Well, I mean, we didn't like Hoshio Okodomo. We had some weird things to say about Garden of Words. True. True, but I mean... A.K.A. Foot Fetish, the anime. <laughs> True. Um, A.K.A. My Browser History. But I don't, like, I don't like all of Miyazaki's films either. True. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that he's created masterpieces that on, on some level he is a genius. And I feel like on some level Makoto Shinkai is a genius and he has also created some masterpieces. Hold the phone. Bcom in the chat says that he can't wait to see it in theaters when Funimation brings it over next year. Will Funimation this be in did they did license it. Oh, they'll but, definitely bring it over in theaters then. Oh my god, we have to see this in theater. Done, one hundred percent done. Can you imagine, dude? That would be ungodly. I can't okay. imagine them messing up the voice acting. Oh, oh shh, you're right. It would about be a, how no! difficult the voice acting would. I want to well, see it this. subbed in theaters. I want to I wanna see. I uh, know. Well, that won't happen. That's not really Funimation's M.O. Funimation, so Funimation does have a whole new slew of voice actors, so there is the possibility that it'll be handled well. I mean, Funimation just got a whole um, new set of licensings for, like, they're going to dub 91 Days and Yuri on Ice and uh, All Out. Like, they're, they're dubbing a lot of stuff from this season. And I think once we see how those go, I'll feel better either better or worse about them dubbing Kimi no Nawa because the Japanese seiyus blew it away and I almost don't want to watch it dubbed unless I have a little bit of a better understanding of the new voice actors. They have it funny. Well, I don't have much faith in the dubbing process because they don't dub movies properly to begin with here. So you're well, like talking to nobody. And I don't really have much faith in their ability to capture the the, the the complexity of like a girl in a boy's body, and then the differences between how 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 he would sound in her body compared to his body. I'm really worried about that too, to be perfectly honest. Then, like I want to defend funny, but I don't think I can with this one. Yeah, and I just don't think Funimation has a very large basket of voice actors to pull from. It seems no, like they they do, they do have new ones now, like a lot is, of new ones. Well, is that good? Cause yeah. If they're new, does that mean that they're also inexperienced? No, I think they're opening up their, um, it makes me feel like they're opening up their audition process, that they're allowing for a lot of other voice actors, um, people who probably couldn't get a lot of work maybe, or people who uh, were from other studios or other organizations to come in instead of just relying on 
their top 10, Colin Clinkenbeard, Vic Mignogna, Todd Haberkorn, over and over and over again. Is Vic doing anything nowadays? I don't know. Or is he just making money? Wait, off I think he actually it? just, he was, he was in Free. Oh, but he that, was one of the main characters in Free. Quite a while ago, wasn't it? Um, well, Free just came out with a movie and a special. So hmm. I don't know. He's always doing something. So we could rate the movie. Like right now, we could give it a rating. Five One out of five. five. But, I don't think <laughs> but I don't think I'm prepared to do that because I didn't get to watch it without everyone talking through it. I mean, so I, I think I think I'll wait until I see it in theaters and then I'll give it a rating. Fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, until then, I we at least Kimiko and I give it a five out of five. One hundred percent. But yeah. I think a that plus plus. we should encourage everybody to go watch the movie because Absolutely. even if you haven't watched Shinkai's other works, you should go see this because. It's beautiful and thoughtful and written really well. And his movies don't feel like they don't feel like anime. Like I, I, I like I don't want to. I hate to say that, but it's like when you watch something like Fairy Tale. I don't know anything. It could be anything. It's very different than what a movie feels like when you're watching a, a Miyazaki movie, where you feel like you're watching real people doing, um, yeah. like living real lives. Well. That's not how I feel when I watch anime, like most anime. Like when I watch Blood of Wars or something, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, these aren't even people. Like, there's yeah. no way that the girls from Brave Witches could ever be associated as being real people ever, because they just don't. They don't act like real people. They don't respond to the things like real people. This Shinkai movie, like, they feel like real people. It feels 100%. like a real movie. Like, yeah. it feels like, like you can connect to them on a human level. Even even good anime nowadays is like. So full of just these these tropes, I guess. It, it sounds super negative, but that's kind of what they are. It's like, all right, this isn't how a real person would act, but you're kind of like, this is your character. This is what you are. You're, you know, the Sundere character. Or you're the, you know, Moe character or whatever. And these, this like this movie and a lot of Shinkai's work is... These are real human beings. This is how a human would, would act and react. Look, the chat's killing me. <laughs> Look at that. You see that? It said I'm bringing all the salt. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, you usually do. <laughs> but you know what? You need salt to make a good meal. I mean, it's Aww. like when I'm watching when I'm watching All Out, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. When I'm watching All Out and the main boy character is sensitive about his height and someone says, calls him short or something. How does a normal person react to that? They would react a lot like Edward Elric. <laughs> they would. You would say, you know, you would either say you would either say nothing to them, or you know, walk away, or you would tell them to stop, or you would say f off. Or you punch him right in the face. This kid's like screams, runs around in a circle, jumps on them, and like rides him like a pony all around the <laughs> schoolyard. Makes sense. That is not how a real person acts. Seems legit. I can't connect to that person. <laughs> But Shinkai's movies, they feel like people, even though it's a supernatural, there are supernatural elements in the movie. I can agree with that. You know what I mean? And that's all I'm talking about. Like, so it's not like I'm bringing the salt. It's a, it's a fact. Like, <laughs> you know. His opinion is a fact. Oh, well, <laughs> if you, if you observed people in real life and then compared and you know that what? same scenario and how they're treated in anime, you realize like that, that they don't act the same way. They do. You know who those people are? Yeah, who? Anime fans. Crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Have you ever been to an anime convention, sir? There are many. Call someone short there. Like see what happens. Social experiment. I'm just 2016. 
Okay, anyway. The longer I talk about this, the more trouble I get into. So, um, yeah, let, let's take a news break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those anime from the fall 2016 Ooh. season. And uh, stick around. It's going to be interesting. You, you definitely want to hear about Blood of Wars. I'll tell you that right now. Ball sack of wars. Ball sack of wars. <laughs> and we'll be back after the news break. This is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, there is a lot of streaming services out there, and they are all locked in heated competition. And one that is for sure not going down without a fight is Amazon Prime. Well, Amazon has recently announced that it has ordered Goro Miyazaki and Polygon's Pictures' Ronya the Robber's Daughter television anime. They're planning to debut the series later this fall as an, quote, Amazon original kids series on the Amazon Prime streaming platform. This is not unlike Netflix acquiring Knights of Sidonia and advertising it as a Netflix original. So it'll be interesting to see if this is just merely the start of Amazon Prime acquiring a lot of anime. Here's to hoping. In other news, distribution company G-Kids recently opened the film Miss Hoaxai in New York and Los Angeles. There is a wider North American release coming on October 21st. And while you're waiting, you can check the full list of theaters and premiere dates on G-Kids website. Also, head over to YouTube because G-Kids also began streaming a new English dub trailer for Productions IG's Miss Hokusai film this past week. other dub news, Funimation Entertainment has recently announced the premiere dates for its fall English dubs. There's a full schedule you can find online, but some anime you might be interested in knowing are 91 Days is coming October 23rd, Orange October 24th, Yuri on Ice is also on the 24th, Joker Game on the 25th, Re-Life on the 26th. There are 14 total anime on the list, so it is worth checking out. One more note, Funimation is going to offer a dub of Mob Psycho 100, but they have yet to announce a premiere date. Speaking of dates worth knowing, you should write down January 25th, 2017 if you are located in the UK. Why? Well, Manga Entertainment has recently announced the cinemas that will be screening Mamoru Oshii's 1995 film Ghost in the Shell on that day. You can find showtimes and tickets for the upcoming screenings on their website. And again, this is the original 1995 film, not the Hollywood remake. That isn't even out yet, so of course it wouldn't be. 
but it is a really good chance to see an anime classic on the big screen. Even better, some of the cinemas are showing the film in the original sub, whereas other theaters are showing it dubbed. So there's something for everyone. And finally, if you missed Lotus Juice when he was at Otakon, well, you have another shot because the Iconic Q Orchestra has recently announced that the rapper will be performing in New York City during Soul Jam, a tribute to Taku Iwasaki. It's taking place at NYC's Little Field venue on November 18th at 8 p.m. Lotus Juice will be collaborating with the Iconic Q, the soundtrack orchestra. Attendance is limited, however, to people 21 or older. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Man, Shiaki, I'm so nostalgic for Japan. All I want is some Japanese candy or a canned coffee, like the ones I used to have on my way to teach at my schools in Japan. So why don't you go out to a con or something and buy some? The prices at cons are crazy expensive, and... Nowhere else carries this stuff. Um, Mitsugi, JList.com, duh. Do they sell Japanese snacks? Yeah, they just started a new box service where you can get an awesome oh. box of Japanese snacks without having to sign up for a subscription even. Well, no subscription? Is there stuff good though? As good as everything else is on JList.com, it's awesome. I know you, Mitsugi. You'll love it. They have everything from anime-themed snacks to melon bread and even seasonal boxes for Halloween and other holidays. That's great. Is it expensive, though? You know, chotakai. No, it's only $2 per item on average. And the deluxe box comes with a free drink item and a $5 J-list coupon. Rock on! It figures JList.com would come through for me. I can't wait for my ramune flavored candies. So go to JList.com forward slash box or the non-adult mirror site JBox.com forward slash box to get yours. Mmm, nom noms. Nom. To the 345th episode of the Anime and Xenomus podcast, and I'm dancing! Yes, he is, guys. Yes, he is. And he wants to talk to Samson. <laughs> All right. So we're back with some impressions from the fall 2016 season. Would you like to start, Kimiko? I think I would. Yeah. And I think I'd like to start off where everyone knows I will be starting off. Which is with... Where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows my name. And they're always glad you came. Cheers. Um, I'm going to start off with Haikyuu Season 3. What? Oh my God. What? What? Why did Kimiko pick this one? I don't know. Kimiko, what is on your shirt? I am currently sporting Nishinoya's, uh, I guess, the uniform-specific 
outfit that he wears because they all have their own like. What anime is that from? It's from Haku. Oh my god! Right, and the back of my phone is Haku. I'm getting oh, a tattoo on the. Oh shit! Thank you, Mitsuki. I'm getting a tattoo on the 24th. That's IQ. We all know that I am completely and utterly obsessed with IQ. Oh, wait a second. You know what we have to play? What? Today, we're going to be doing impression. Impression time. Believe it. Oh, oh we boy. We to do that. Never again. We played it. <laughs> um, so, yes. Kimiko, or Kimiko, Jesus. Uh, IQ season three is the specific... Um, it's a specific game between the Shida Torizawa Academy, which is the highest ranking, I guess, high school in the Miyagi prefecture, and Karasuno High School, which is where our main characters are from. Uh, the entire season is going to be 10 episodes, and we already know for a fact that all of those 10 episodes are going to be specifically about this one game, because the winner of this game goes to nationals in Tokyo. Or goes to nationals in general. For high for high Q for, season five. <laughs> well, maybe hopefully high Q season four. Um I'm probably one of the few people out there that actually genuinely hopes that they continue past this episode. Like I really want to see nationals past the and season, I want or past the season. I really want to see what they do. Um because the manga is ongoing. The manga is continuing um. for um other teams competing for nationals for uh, all of the training camps that come prior to nationals, everything is really distracting me. To I'm <laughs> dancing. Are you doing? He's dancing. I'm practicing my strip really. club moves. He's so obsessed with twerking now. So obsessed. We taught him how to twerk against a wall and now he just won't stop. I did a handstand twerk at, at Chiaki's party. It was impressive. It was incredibly impressive, but now he just won't stop. Huh? <laughs> these butt ch these butt cheeks just want to go. What can I say? Clearly, um, but yeah. So this entire season, I I feel like if you have followed all of season one and all of season two of Haikyuu, this season was definitely highly anticipated. Um, the fact that the entire season is just the Shida Torizawa match is a little bit unfortunate. I feel like a lot of people were looking forward to hopefully more, like maybe the first half of the season, the first 10 episodes or the first 12 episodes would be the Shida Torizawa match. And then the second half of the season would be everything else. Now, do you, you know for a fact that the whole season is going to be just this one match? How yes. do you, did they, I guess, bring that up somewhere? Or? The the season is called Shida Torizawa Academy versus Karasuno High School. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so this this whole season is distinctly or proclaimed to be this match. Um, and for those of us who have seen Haikyuu, it's not nearly as bad as Yoamushi Petal. I will give it that. Yoamushi Petal Whoa. takes the... I love Yoamushi uh, Petal. You know that I do. But in regards for pacing... It's terrible. The entire How two seasons of Yoamushi Petal is the inter-high. Can, uh, can I just jump in real, real, real no, quick and sure. say something? No, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you like Yoamushi Pen. I love no, it. I, don't. I, I love it. I'm not talking to you, Kazuo. <laughs> I know I'm sitting in Kazuo's spot, but I'm not Kazuo. I do love that we, show. You and I both like Yoamushi Petal. Yes. I have seen season one of Haikyuu. Yes. But you say it doesn't have the same slow pacing that Yoamushi Petal has because Yoamushi Petal spent a whole season on a race. Two but seasons. It's ironic that this season of Haikyuu is all one volleyball tournament. Exactly. That's what. I, so, so that's the same thing. No, no, no. no that, you didn't let me get there. The first two seasons of Haikyuu managed to cover a lot of ground. You go through the entirety of their 
I guess it's like the fall preliminaries as well as the entirety of the spring preliminaries. Um, and so you see them compete in a lot of games. You see them move very quickly in, in season one and season two. So that's, I think, why I'm a little disappointed that we see all of season three dedicated to one game because we know how high Q works. Hold and on. It's one game? One game, five sets. Kazuo's out. That's a long season. The whole season well, for one episodes. game? Well, they did this. It's, it's only 10 episodes. Is it like real time? I mean, even then, that's insane. Well, it's only 10 episodes. Like how long does a game of volleyball take? In in a game to that level, like they're going for, this is a, a five set game, which you only really do for intense competitions. Yeah, but like, like but uh, uh, 10 episodes is like over three hours. Like, is yeah. that how long a volleyball took? Oh, get over it. it. Maybe. I mean, yeah, but took, think, yeah. think about it. It's an anime. So we are taking a lot of time to have conversations between uh, the coaches and have conversations with characters in the stands. Mm -hmm. If something happens, they kind of break it down. But what's interesting for me about Haikyuu is how they go out of their way when those characters are talking to kind of progress it without us seeing. So... The first episode is kind of an introductory thing because it's the first episode. The second episode is like we actually see the uh, we actually see them finish a set in the first episode. So that's going to be interesting out of five sets. Like you can tell they're going to go more into the nitty gritty as it goes on. But, right. but that's like what you and Wushi Petal did where it'd be like we have 100 meters left to go and it would take forever. True. Well, which what is about why I think Dragon Haikyuu Ball handles Z? it better. But I yeah, mean, I like Dragon Ball Z. This is Snake Way, but with volleyball. But still, it's shonen. It is, and like it's a staple um, of the shonen genre, dragging shit out a hundred so, years. Godis Maximus in the chat makes a very good point. Uh, he says, "To be fair, the final match in Kuroko no Basuke was fifteen episodes long." So, like, I'm okay with it, and I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna love it. I know I am. I'm gonna love it being ten episodes. Easy watch. <laughs> boom. Fair. Cop. Boom. So, I mean, we all already know I'm going to pass the hell out of this because I, kind of I need figured. it. I, I, I want to watch it, but I will do it with the, the preface of if obviously if you haven't seen the first two seasons, you could probably watch it, but you're not going to get the same enjoyment out of it. You haven't fallen in love with the characters. How long are the first two seasons? 25, 26 episodes each, I think. Each? Oh, that's um, anime. Just, so just don't so bother gonna... watching it then. No, but I, if it's good, the I want to watch season, it. I love it. You're... I think it's great, but... I also played volleyball in middle and high school. I mean, so I watched I, girls play volleyball. Does that count? Like, <laughs> Maybe. Did right. you understand what they were doing? Or were nah, you just I ogling mean, uh, the goods? Because uh, well, I do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. But I, mean, I also... Look, is there a... Th why is it that all volleyball girls have amazing butts? Like, is that a thing? Like, why... They exercise a lot. Yeah, you're it's working out incredible. very specific parts of the body for that, I guess. So, and pass. The, yeah, it's a pass. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited? Feel these nipples. <laughs> All right, so I'm doing Blood of Wars, aka Have Ball Sack fun. of Wars. So I'm watching Blood of Wars, and I passed this anime because it looked violent. And I was thinking, like, oh, you know what? Meets. We didn't pass it yet. Whatever. I, I picked it. I meant. By the way, we should all stand up. I'm standing right now while I do this, and it feels really good. Like I can kind of move around and be animated. Yeah, but our but mics. Don't. Like we can stand up, you, but then we'll bend over all hunchback. I gotta style. get you all microphone booms. So, I'm I picked Blood of Wars because some heads were exploding and stuff in the trailer, and I was like, you know what? 
I really want to watch someone get blown up. I want to watch some violence. I feel like watching a gory anime. Someone get blowed up real so, good. I want to watch someone get blowed up. So yeah. I picked this anime, and it's about a drug that is used to cure insomnia that, like extreme insomnia, where the pop, where people are staying awake for like weeks. Ooh. And so they take this drug to cure that, but in the process, the drug side effects make some of make some of them vampires. And they become <laughs> they call become called they're called bloodivores or whatever. So humanity goes to war with this new species and wins, and and some of the vampires survive and they get these like collars put around their necks that let everyone else know that they're bloodivores, and then. When they act up, I guess the callers light up and the police know where they are and they can come catch them. And in the first episode of this anime, they are... This anime is such dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this anime is so terrible. I'm just going to... I'm just How terrible is it? I'm just going to throw that out right now. (laughs) This anime is so bad that it it is rivaled in recent memory only by Garzy's Wing and the Tekken movie. The Tekken movie was a work of art. I mean, I'm talking barely animated at all. And just like nothing makes sense. They don't give a shit about the story. It's not, and it's not even violent. Like in the third episode, they, well, you know what? I'll just do this in a normal progression order. So like they talk about how the drug turns them into blood of ores, but then the drug never mentioned again. Just whatever. They rob a bank, this guy and his friends, and they get caught robbing the bank and they get sent to this prison where they're told that they can't kill anybody because if they start if they kill anybody the they have these new special collars around their necks if they kill anybody they'll blow up they'll blow up and kill them if they try to escape they'll blow up and kill them so all they all they all, all they can do is live in the prison and but why don't, why don't they just kill them ah but so these so this like robot girl comes in and she says, "Oh, you have to live in this prison, but you're gonna be actually like surviving in the prison." So out of nowhere, these giant like dinosaur type looking monster beasts come out of nowhere and just start killing everybody. Mm. But there's like no violence at all. Wait, what? Like the guys, they do they what, censor. Do they kill them the with kindness? Is heavily censored. <laughs> it's heavily censored. Oh, oh there's lame. like. The guy's head. The guy he gets to the prison, and this one guy sees the robot girl, and he wants to bang her. He doesn't know. He doesn't know she's a robot. Well, I mean, he walks up to her. He grabs her shirt, tears her shirt off. Nips are everywhere, except you don't see them. And this guy's gonna like rape this girl, I guess, this robot girl. Sure, her vagina probably has like a meat grinder in it. Cut his slices, dick all. Vagina dentata. Vagina meat grinder. So this other guy comes up to the guy to him and he says, "No, you're not going to rape this girl or whatever." So he kicks him in the head and takes his jacket off, and puts it over the girl. You know, very chivalrous. Right. And then they get into a fight, and the guy, the one, the original bad guy in the scene, is getting ready to kill the guy that was trying to help the girl, but his head explodes. What? But they Lovely. black out half the screen. Wait, why does his head explode? Because he's going to kill him. You can't kill anybody. Oh, I thought it only blew up your head if you killed someone, not like if you intend to. You have like intent or whatever. So his head explodes, but they black out the whole screen. And when the monsters come in to kill people, there'll be like a scene where the monster will dive into a dude, and it'll go right through his head. So the monsters take his head off come into the prison. Censor that too. 
Yeah, they release all these monsters into the prison and they Wh- say, why? you have to serve. I don't know. Just okay. because. Just because, because it's lame. Just for so shits. confused. Yeah, just for, sh- just for shits. And all the characters in this anime have really strange names. They're all like Chinese names, which I've never seen before. Their names are Mi Lu, Liu, Zou Anji, which kind of sounds Japanese, Chen Fong, Chen Win Chao, and let me see here. Uh, Cho Yifen, Li Xin, Lo Yao, Mi Tenju. Like they're all, I don't know why they've got like Chinese character names. It's very odd. Yeah. There must be a reason, but... Takes place in China? No. Takes place in Japan. Oh. This anime is literally catastrophically bad. I it, It's it's done by Studio... Hmm. What's its score on my Creators in pa- 6.4. Creators in Pack, which I looked at their at their credits, and they have done... Let me see here. I, I believe it was basically no anime series before this. They've done a lot of like specials and web and web mangas and crap, but no full blown anime series, I guess. So Mitsugi. What? Blood of Vores, according to Josh Caleb in the chat, says is based on the Space Time Prisoners Chinese webcomic. Okay. Well it's terrible in any event. It's a Chinese co production, according to Peter Wright. Well, huh. If that's the that case, it's things. not really setting a very good precedent for the animation quality coming out of China because, like, it's barely animated. Like, you know how the Tekken movie was... Brilliant and like, beautiful? still images sliding <laughs> around and shit? Yeah. That's what this anime is. I can't find a fail drop terrible enough to, to fail this. I have one here called Failure Drop Big. I'm going to play that. What we've got here is... A piece of shit. That's oh, a classic. Yeah, classic. It's just not good. I mean, I wanted it to be violent and is it, killing is it, people, but I, you, like, there's almost no blood in it. They just censor everything. Is it so bad it's good? No, it's just no? okay. it's, it's well, bad. I, I, don't know, it's, I mean, do you really have time to be playing games and stuff like this? Like, I'm going to watch something that's so bad it's good. I, I don't have time I, for that. All right. Ain't nobody got time Ain't for that. Ain't nobody classics, got time for I that guess. bullshit. Idiocracy? It's really terrible. It's sad. Um, I would say it's down there with like Rio Rainbow Gate. Wow. Except Rio Rainbow Gate looks eons better than this does. All so right. I can't even compare it to that. Well, that was an easy fail. I don't know if anybody can. Is anybody in the chat actually watching this and enjoying it? No. And if you are, <laughs> be honest, and I won't make fun of you, I promise. I yes, just want to know if anybody's really watching it. I'm done. All right. Next up. My turn Kiko. again? Yeah, I have nothing. None oh, of my you're shows. Not doing any? No, none of my shows have three episodes yet. Ah, uh, gotcha. Ko Yorkimi. So another one of mine that I had three episodes for. Kimi Chan. Aw. Mitsunyan. <laughs> so um one of mine is let's see if I can I have a hard time using your computer, Kazuo. Uh Shumatsu no Izetta. Um, or they have translated it to uh Izetta, the first or the last witch. Um, I'm going to read the uh, My Anime List synopsis, which gives you a little bit of background information, but doesn't actually tell you what any of this is. Oh, thanks. So the synopsis says, word for word, if I am promised to the princess, then I will fight for her sake. 
1939 CE, the imperialist nation of Germania invaded a neighboring country. All at once, that war spread throughout Europe and the era was dragged into a spiral of a great war. Then in 1940, Germania's attack turned towards the principality of Elistat, a small Alps country abundant with beautiful water and greenery. That is all my anime list gives you. The actual story, I think, focuses more on there are a group of people who are part of Germania that are trying to transport this. Uh, it's almost like a uh, like a canister that holds a person, like a canister, a person sized canister. So like what what are those? Um, like I a space pod. OK, they're, okay. they're transferring the space pod that has. Are they like cryogenically frozen or yeah, something? like a cryogenic chamber that has a person in it that we don't quite know until later on in the first episode. Um, is, it, is it the Green Power Ranger? Like that one episode? No, <laughs> you watched this, too, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so they're transferring this person on a train on the same train is the princess of that same uh, of that same country, the I can't pronounce it, Elistat, uh, the same country of Elistat. She's been trying to get in contact with allies to help send more troops to her country because they are getting the shit kicked out of them. Um, they are going to lose their entire country. A lot of people are dying. She's doing everything that she can. Her father is in bed rest. He's not going to be able to to help at all. Um, she's about to become the archduchess of the country as soon as her father dies. Um, and anyway... Basically, what happens over the course of the first three episodes is we find out that the person in the cryogenic chamber type thing is actually one of, if not the last witch um, in existence. And we don't know why she was being transferred over or like being transported. Uh, we don't know how they got a hold of her. But what we do know is that she knows the princess from when they were both very young. The princess is one of the only people who treated her like she wasn't cursed, didn't try to, uh, didn't try to hurt her, wasn't afraid of her. Um, so they became very close when they were younger. And, uh, somehow managed to part ways or whatever. And when they come re in contact with each other, the witch, Izetta, saves the princess and uh, prevents her from being taken by Germania, gets her back to her country, and then proceeds in, as kind of like, like the first line says, if I am promised to the princess, then I will fight for her sake, proceeds to save this entire region of their country that's under attack by tanks and bombs and planes by using her power to take down literally the entire uh, the entire army that is in that area. And there are a couple of things that are blatantly anime, like the fact that uh, her power is when she touches something, she can make it fly, kind of Kiki's Delivery Service-esque. Uh, her preference seems to be large assault rifles. So when she touches a large assault rifle, she can make it fly, she'll ride on it. Uh, she can control other things using her blood or her powers. When they're in the, the mountains, she actually takes a bite out of her finger and uses her blood to splatter it along uh, the snowbanks that they're flying over. And then... Uh, turns her blood into like ice spears which take down a lot of the planes that are coming after them in the I think the second episode so now that now that you know all of that somehow despite the fact that I was still decently intrigued um and that the fight scenes had certain aspects to them that I was surprised by how much I enjoyed watching this anime is just super dry 
Yeah. Like everything in between the fight scenes is just boring. Like it's, and it's not even because it's political. I do find myself being bored by by politics in anime when it's just two people of a higher up government talking about politics. I'm just like uh, people dry. sitting in a room talking. Exactly, okay. dry as toast. Dry as the driest of toast. Um, and with this exact same thing happened every time there wasn't a fight scene or Izetta wasn't using her powers or something. I was just like, come on, come on, come on. Let's let's get to something. Give me a fight scene. Let the girl fight. Let's do anything. Let them fight. Um, and even by the end of the third episode, I felt like even the animation, the animation looked really good in the first episode. It and looks then it good just, in just the pictures I'm seeing down here. Looks it, pretty. The, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was okay. The animation was, was pretty decent in the beginning. And then it just steadily start, it started to decline almost. Mm. By the end of it, you've got a lot of those like, there's a scene where uh, a lot of the surviving army are singing this song in appreciation to Izetta mm. and the animation was just shoddy. It was just, it, it was really bad. Um, voice acting for a lot of that scene was just awful. Um, I feel like it's okay. It's an okay anime. If you're enjoying it, I will agree to the fact that it kept my interest for three episodes. I wasn't dragging myself through it, attempting to finish it. But it was just okay. And I know that there are a lot of really good anime out this season. So I feel like passing something that's just okay doesn't seem worth it. So I'm going to fail it. Um, Just know that if you really, really like this anime, listener's choice is still an option. Because I thought it was decent, just not good enough. I already know what the listener's choice is going to (laughs) be. Shame. 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 I just want to personally thank Kimiko for failing a show. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I fail shows all the time, don't I? J- j- well, don't I? Uh, Do I not? I, I really don't. <laughs> Are we going to get into it? I feel, I feel like I, I passed a lot of really bad anime oh. over the last two seasons, oh. and I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm being, I'm being pickier now. At least you're here to review them. <laughs> yep. Unlike if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna some pass. people, Chiaki. <laughs> <laughs> Chiaki, yeah, who, who, who passes, passes them and then passes and then really disappears. bad shows and then disappears yep. and makes us watch them. I, yeah. I will say this one thing, though. If they decide to make the princess and Izetta an actual item, I will be very happy because there was definitely some sexual tension going on between those two chicks. Oh, my. It was lovely. All right, Mitsuge, what's your last one? All right, so I'm doing an impression on Tiger Mask W, which is uh, something that people were asking you a lot of questions about, Kazuo. Is that right? They were. Like, several people tweeted at me. They wanted me to watch it because they thought I would like it. What? What? Did they give any more detail? No. <laughs> that was all. Well, do you like professional wrestling? Because that's what this is about. I have watched professional re- wrestling in the past. I do like goofy things, and it seems a little goofy. So there is, the story is about, the story is kind of difficult to piece together, honestly. First of all, the animation in this show is very interesting. I, I think it's intentionally made to look the way that it does. It's a toy animation anime, and it looks kind of like old-fashioned, I guess. It kind of looks like an 80s anime. Yeah, it's supposed to look, I think it's supposed to look old. I think it's intended to be like that. 
So I, I don't have much of a problem with how it looks. You know, Mitsugi, in in honor of professional wrestling, I'm going to need you to do what they call cut a promo. What does that mean? That's when the professional wrestler talks to the camera and talks trash about his opponent. Oh my God. Before the fight. So when you come to your verdict, I'm going to need you to put on your professional wrestling aura and cut that promo. Okay. That's where I just talk shit into the camera. Yeah, you got to get into it though. I need you to really channel your Hulk Hogan, your Macho Man, your Ric Flair, maybe. Okay, I can do it. <laughs> All right. So Tiger Mask W. There's a guy who's like Devil Mask or some shit, and in the very beginning of the show, he's beaten down on all of the fighters from like a Japanese wrestling organization, and. The he beats them up so badly he like has these claws on his outfit and he like cuts the guy's chest and he's bleeding and then the then the trainers are all like hitting the mat and trying to be like get up get up you got to get up you know how they do mm-hmm. and then one of the other fighters comes around the outside of the ring and he's beating up on the guys outside the ring because it's wrestling right and in the end they all the Japanese guys get their butts whooped and the main character of the show whose name is Naoto Azuma he trains and becomes the Tiger Mask uh, he was he was a junior wrestler in, in the Zipong Pro Wrestling group however he gets like I said they get crushed and he he wants to defeat this group of wrestlers called the Tiger's Den and he begins to train to be this thing called the Tiger Mask that once defeated that group of wrestlers, the Tiger's Den, like long ago, I guess. So that's the story. But it's kind of goofy because it's pro wrestling. So is it even real? <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> that's a YouTube video. What's your name? What? It doesn't matter what your <laughs> name is. So, um, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, the the wrestling scenes are what you'd expect from wrestling. They ridiculous things like when the when the devil mask guy was gonna beat up on the leader of the Z Pong pro wrestling group. He he does this thing called the the devil drop or some shit where he takes him off the top turnbuckle and does a suplex on him from on top of the turnbuckle. But I'm like, he gets this like 250 pound wrestler. By God, <laughs> he's coming off the top ropes. Sorry, old wrestling oh announcer. <laughs> but it's I like, gotta watch this show. You know it's fake because how does he even get a 250 pound guy on top of the ropes to th- jump off of it uh, with him? Have you ever seen professional wrestling? They yes. do some crazy stuff. No, I'm not saying they couldn't do it. I'm saying if if I had you like half unconscious, Cosmo. Yeah. You're a 250-pound dude. Hey, hey, easy. Are you going to much. willingly? <laughs> are you going to willingly climb the turnbuckle with me? Yeah, that's, no, you're not. You got to put the guy over. Have you never watched professional wrestling? This is what it is. He's standing on top of the thing with the guy. That's the point. It's stupid. And he the guy's assisting would, him he because you have get. you have your heel and you have your baby face, right? Okay. Oh my I think God. Kazu so, is missing the point of my statement. I think you're missing the point of professional wrestling. I'm not saying that it wasn't physically possible to do it. I'm just saying that I would resist being led to the top of this like rope thing to be jumped off of it and crushed. 
Like I wouldn't willingly climb that's, the turnbuckle. Well, that's how. That's what they do every Monday night on Raw. That's, well, that's <laughs> and whatever other nights wrestling is on. So yeah, so you have things like that. They, you know, I'm gonna throw you into the ropes, and then when you come back, I'm gonna kick you in the stomach, or I'm gonna you got me in a chokehold, but then I'm gonna do like a this crazy back this move where I do like a I jump and I end up behind you, and now I have you in a chokehold. Yeah. This sounds awesome. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> you're really getting you're really getting into it. I'm gonna you? watch this show. You're really getting in, you're really getting into it, huh? Yeah. This is great. This reminds me of my childhood. I would go home to my the friend's problem, house and the problem with the with show toys. isn't the isn't like how fun wrestling is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it, it, it's not the action scenes of the wrestling. It's just that the story. Like there's no story in this anime. And honestly, the characters, the characters are pretty weak too. I mean, first of all, most of the villains, it's almost comedic. Like he'll beat one of the Tiger Den people, and then she'll come out and be like, "Oh, well, the next guy is gonna be that's Devil the, Mask." That's the point. The Devil Mask is gonna come out. That's the point. Him. It's supposed to be ridiculous. I'm loving this. Uh, it's just so funny. Like, that's the point. That's what it's supposed to be. I want you to watch this. I want to watch this. Because <laughs> I feel like if you watch this and you're as into it as I am. Yeah. Into Haikyuu. <laughs> it'll explain a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a it's an anime about professional wrestling, which is kind of interesting, uh, a little bit unique. And. Yeah, it could be good. And when you come down on these impressions, brother, <laughs> I'm going to take you up to the turnbuckle. I'm going to slam you into the <laughs> into the mat because you won't know what's coming when I take you into the ring, brother. <laughs> That's amazing. And in a surprise turn of events, I'm going to pass this anime. Oh, what? What? Nani? Yeah. Just oh. to satisfy you, brother. Oh, my. We're gonna watch this together, and I'm gonna take Hell you onto yeah. the mat, <laughs> and I'm gonna put serious? you in, and I'm gonna put. <laughs> What's it called? I'm gonna put you in a uh, in a body in a body triangle. A body triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Fuck it. I don't really care. Did you actually pass it? Sure. Did that just sure. happen? Sure. Why not? Wow, what this changes everything. Holy crap! He just seemed so excited about it. I couldn't. The fail more you it. talked about it, the more I was, I was like, gonna. F- I was gonna fail it, but you just kept getting so excited about it that I decided <laughs> I'd pass it. It just sounds awesome. It reminds me of my childhood. It really isn't that awesome, but let's whatever. Let's watch it. <laughs> I think the people in the chat who have watched professional wrestling are into it. So I'll say one thing oh, about boy. it. I'll say one thing. And that is that it's not the typical anime stuff. It just Godius Maximus says he is so happy. <laughs> you made a lot of people happy, Mitsuki. Was my Hulk Hogan good? Surprisingly. Yeah. Did it satisfy you? It was like a Hulk Hogan Macho Man mix. Hmm. <laughs> I'm so satisfied. It's rest good. in peace, rest in peace, Macho Man. It's like I have a show where girls that are quote unquote witches and with cat ears and a tail fly around with like mech, like propellers and shoot guns. That sounds like an anime. Mm-hmm. I have an I have All Out, which is an anime about rugby 
where the main character has uh, a complex about being short, and he comes up with a very interesting reason why he's good at rugby. He hangs from the monkey bars and does pull-ups on them to try to make himself taller so his back muscles are strong. What? <laughs> Every sports anime is the same. Like, Takumi Fujiwara is good because he delivers tofu and can't and is trained by his dad not to spill the tofu, so he's True. like a perfect driver. And then you have Kuroko, who's good because he's like uh, deceivingly weak or whatever, so people don't notice him on the basketball court. True, correct? Yeah. yeah. Then you have then you have animes what like about Ippo. Then you ha- then you have Ippo who ki- who does like fishing and carries around fishing gear and shit, so he's really strong. Then you, and then you, have Yomu, just, then you have Yomushi Pedal, who like b- bicycles to Akiba every day, so he's really good at cycling because of that. So, and now we have this guy who does pull-ups because he hangs from the monkey bars to try to make himself tall. Well, just he, like every other show. Hinata from Haikyuu is just naturally talented. And the point of all <laughs> that is that at least it's not your normal thing. It's a re- pro wrestling anime, so f it. True, and I think a lot of our listeners might enjoy this show. So I think it's good for us to watch. You guys have fun with that. It, whatever. <laughs> Don't hate. I'll tell you one thing, brother. At least when I pass the anime, I will be here to review it. Yes. Well, that's true. Because you can't not be here. Because no unlike, one else knows unlike, how to use the equipment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you here for the Boongo Stray Dogs review, Kimiko? Oh, I was here. Oh, yeah. You weren't here for that, were you? I wasn't. It was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, you weren't here. Mm. I wasn't. It was very interesting. Just the two of us. Who was it? Angry at Kimiko. Who was yep. it that passed Bubuki, Budanki, and Dimension W? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That was uh, Chiaki. But she didn't do those reviews, even though those animes were horrific. It's true. But guess what? All of it. Guess what? Brother. What's that? When we review Tiger Mask W, I'll be here to do it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Tom Brady's back. Oh God. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, cool. All, All right, right so guy. that was it. That's it. That's it. We did it. So we did it. thank you guys for hanging with us tonight. We had a lot of problem with the audio equipment again. So still trying to get problems. used to it. But I'm sure that the final product is going to sound great, even though I have to do a lot of extra, little bit of extra editing. So um, the mobile app is not dead. It's in development hell, but it it's has not dead. All new life. I have a new developer on it. He says he'll have a beta for the i for the for the iPhone version ready for next week. Nice. So that may be coming soon. And um, of course, as always, if you want to check out our website, you can do so over at www.aaapodcast.com. You can support the podcast, throw us a couple bucks, and we will throw you exclusive podcasts that are just for you. Throw you me can- a freaking bone. Yeah, I'm the I'm the boss. <laughs> I need the info, and that which includes hobby addicts, where we talk about video games, traveling to Japan and other places, movies. We do our after parties where we just talk about random crap, which is what we're gonna do right after this. And then of course we do the naughty, the naughty stuff. Oh yeah! <laughs> now you're sitting in my seat. Do that? <laughs> yeah. Let's hear your best. Oh yeah, go ahead. What? You're, you're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't get as low as you. Of course. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com yeah, right. slash groups slash AAA podcast. Twitter.com slash AAA podcast. 
slash AAA Kimiko and slash AAA Kazuo. Yeah. Do it up. And we'll see you every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. So come check us out on there. And thank you for listening. I love you all. Good night. Thanks, guys.